I know someone who, you know, like everyone else, most people anyway, loves, simply loves to watch TV. Ooh, how unique. Uh-huh. So... Don't be rude now. Yeah. Um, this person... Uh-huh, this person... Basically, never had any hobbies. Never doesn't, well, doesn't have any hobbies. Doesn't? Okay, okay. However, for as much TV as this person watched... Watches? Past tense. I don't talk to this person anymore. Anyway, this person would always complain about how phony actors seemed to be getting paid to pretend. That I found surprising. There is an idea of a show. A working concept. A finished product. This is the beginning. Perhaps of something great, but until we reach that goal, this is simply a big, bogus podcast. Season 13, episode 7, Big Bogus Podcast. I am Mighty Blackwood. That you are. This is uh-huh. the fourth quarter of ah. 2023. Damn, it's almost December. Damn, it's almost over. Damn, new year around the corner. Anyway. Uh-huh. Um, um, what? Are you forgetting something? Uh, always, it seems. Uh, that is the voice of my conscience. Together we bring you this Hello? amazing... Amazing. Um, anyway. Wow. So, um, today's theme is going to be vocation, profession, and reputation. And uh, the topics, well, you know, just like usual, we're just going to bring it to you. As usual. Uh, what's that? What, um, what's that term? Free association. Ah, uh, yes. In the way of free association. Whatever comes to mind, you know, we're just going to riff on it and see what happens. Let's go. (laughs) So, I happen to know a surprising amount of people without hobbies. Sans hobbies. How do you pronounce that anyway? Sans or sans? Truly, truly does not matter. Go on. But but why? I mean... That is not the way you naturally speak. Keep it moving. All right. Fair enough. And uh, speaking of keeping it moving, um, when when I encounter someone with just seemingly no hobbies whatsoever, not even a one, I generally just keep it moving because it really isn't that important. I'm I mean, generous of you. However you spend your time, when you don't have anything to do, that's up to you, not my concern. How so, very generous of you. Well, I'm only bringing that up because I happened to mention that I knew someone who watched a lot of TV and typically... Um, not typically. Not typically. Just This person just didn't have any hobbies whatsoever. Uh, according to you. I mean, yeah, according to me, but I was more than a casual observer. This person really had no hobbies whatsoever. So, uh-huh. you know, I bring that up for one reason. Um, how ironic that this person who sits around watching TV all day during some free time, whenever that happened to be, this person would really mock actors for being phony. And these are people who not only have jobs that you find interesting. Waiting on the irony. Okay. So imagine people being so interesting that you've decided to forego your own interests to sit around watching them. And and then you're going to judge them for their work. I mean, I get it judging people is part and parcel with being a human being 
being a human being. Being a human being. Uh, um, it's, it's what we do. If we're not able to judge people, then we're not able to make rational decisions. So I really don't fault this person in question for sitting around watching people do their jobs. By the way, those jobs are long over and you're watching a record of those activities. Anyhow, um, I don't fault this person so much for being like, oh yeah, actors are so, uh, they're so cringy. I can't imagine doing what actors do. Maybe it's just, you know, living vicariously, this person. It's nice of you to have realized. <laughs> so, um, speaking of what actors do anyway, um, just like any other profession, uh, an actor becomes an actor perhaps because of some early interest in whatever, performance, um, perhaps a hobby uh, in early childhood or whatever uh, throughout life. You know, one thing leads to another and this person becomes an actor and then there's uh, a world of people watching and taking interest in this person's phony interests because, I mean, after all, acting is not real. So, um, if we follow that train of thought and think, you know, everyone has interests. Uh, uh, where's this going? Well, uh, it's going this way. It's like everyone has interests, but we don't all get to act on those interests. Like, we don't all get to become the thing that would perhaps be most suited for us as career paths, you know? Um, actors. A lot of people like to perform, but not a lot of people get selected to be actors on the big screen. Wow. So, you know... Uh -huh. um, no, 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 no. Keep being informative, please. Yeah, I'm just, I'm just gathering my thoughts. Uh-huh. Go on. Well, I guess what I'm saying is that there are levels to this thing. There are those living vicariously through others um, who actually do things that they find interesting to do. And there are those who... Although they try to do things that they find interesting to do, they just have zero chance of being selected to do those things um, yeah. for whatever reason. So, so I guess what I'm saying is that the people who do the work that other people find interesting, man, they have to be really, really special, really fucking good at something. Now, to keep this in the wheelhouse of television entertainment, um, and to go with the idea that, you know, I acknowledge we all judge. Judgment is a part of human nature. Um, I have, on occasion, come to certain realizations about certain shows, you know, certain characters on certain shows that I have just overlooked Naturally. in life until, for whatever reason, I just have an epiphany and I'm like... You know, on this show, this motherfucker seems to be solving a whole lot of problems all the time. Just putting out fires and, like, bringing up solutions all the time. Seemingly on a daily basis. And it's like, that's not, that's not real life. That's not realistic. Oh, um, is that so? If I am to be clear, is I will cite that? Star Trek The Next Generation. Just, oh. just, just as an example. Okay, give it. I will give it. Okay, so on Star Trek, you realize that this ship is populated with with perhaps the most brilliant people who ever existed. I mean, Naturally. whatever the problem, they come up with a solution at the snap of a finger, at the drop of a hat. Well, definitely within an hour um, or two if it's a movie. And, you know, naturally, there is a time frame within the show that is beyond an hour or two. However, 
These people, there is no problem they cannot surmount because if they don't surmount it, then the show does not go on. And you know, in, in, in uh, show business, it, it really must. The show, the show must, must go, go, on, indeed. go on. on. Stop interrupting. Anyway. Will do. Continue. Okay. So, the more I watch these shows, these episodes of this show in particular, actually, Star Trek The Next Generation, the more I'm like, yo, what are the chances that the flagship of the Federation of Planets um, happens to have the most brilliant people who ever existed? I mean, for one thing, they don't seem that fucking brilliant until a problem arises. No, uh, No, for real. I mean... Outside of a problem being front and center, these people walk around taking in normal entertainment, um, either wanted to fuck each other or aliens, or they want to fight each other or aliens. Their concerns are generally normal human concerns, huh? but then when a problem arises, oh, that's when they're shining, that's when they're brilliant, that's when they're figuring out... Naturally. <laughs> okay. Okay, here, here are some examples, all right? All right. Uh-huh. Uh, from the top down. The captain, he reads, or he's on the holodeck doing murder mysteries, or he's riding a horse, or he's playing poker, or archaeology, or music, or something. Um, None of these things are that out of the ordinary, but he can still solve, you know, any problem that arises on the ship. With help. Second in command, Commander Riker, he plays music, or he fucks aliens, or he's chasing Counselor Troy. It's true. Uh, Data. He is generally playing with, you know, the ship's computers and figuring out things. So, I mean, he's brilliant, just naturally cool. Um, Jordy LaForge. He is messing around with engineering stuff and trying to figure out how to make the ship, make the ship better. Cool. Uh, or he's playing poker. Also, Data plays poker. Um, uh-huh. Worf. He plays poker or he's fighting or he's figuring out how to avoid sex uh, <laughs> or people in general. Uh, the doctor, Dr. Krasha, she messes around in her lab. Uh-huh. Great. Or she plays poker. Uh-huh. Uh, her son. Wesley. Yeah, Wesley. He's really the only inspired one because he's he's naturally brilliant. Everybody else doesn't seem naturally brilliant. They just seem to be doing their jobs. Okay. Besides Data and Wesley, none of them seem like they should be able to solve these absolutely unique problems they face on a weekly basis. Okay, so the thought that really has me thinking, the thought that has me thinking... The thing that really gets me thinking about this show is this. If we were to tie this show into the real world just for, for, for just a second, you know what I'm saying? Just a hot second. Uh, we realize something very, very probable. I mean, what are the chances that the flagship of the Federation of Planets um, would just so happen to have its entire senior staff be composed of ordinary people would these people not have been selected or indeed um genetically engineered to be a certain way okay i mean think about it they're not passengers they are manning and leading the mission of exploration for the entire okay their entire galaxy their entire quadrant um, they represent a vast number of races and species and all that 
What are the chances that they're just ordinary people concerned about fucking and playing and, you know what I mean? Consider how much training and years go into getting ready to be an astronaut just to go on a slight mission <laughs> uh, nowadays. Uh, can you imagine? It would, it, would, it would literally be a process from the day you're born to the day you become whoever you become on board that ship. Uh, just a process of training. Uh, okay. Don't get me wrong. I acknowledge that Starfleet Academy exists in that universe. However, the entire bridge staff, the senior staff, are composed of just haphazard random people selected by the captain. How the fuck does that happen? It would not... These people would have to absolutely be the most brilliant people in their fields of all times available to the Federation to send out into space on a mission of exploration, but they don't seem to be. So, the show kind of doesn't make any sense in that way. They would not be chasing tail and getting into random fights. They would be more like... More like? They would be more like the Vulcans or the Romulans or, or even the Borg. Ah. Hands down. Okay. I mean, a job is a job is a job. And anyone can fill that job um, with possession of adequate talent or skill. However, a career is something totally different. And let us face it, every single job on board the Enterprise, the flagship of the Federation of Planets, um, every single job there is an actual career for someone. So every single post on that ship, I reiterate, would have to be filled by the absolute most brilliant person available for that post. Okay. You, you, uh, you, you said it. I have. So, the only reason I'm bringing any of this up is because when I realized that, I'm like, holy shit. It comes to mind now, therefore, that... Uh, therefore, that's a bit redundant, but go on. The future of spacefaring human beings is going to take place in a very particular way. Okay. No one is going to accidentally end up in space. Um, you're either going to be born into a certain lifestyle which sends you to a certain career in space or you're going to be engineered for that kind of thing out there among the cosmos. And that's all there is to it. Okay. I don't think a future in space has any room for a lack of hobbies or interests or laziness. Well, we can wrap by acknowledging that we live in a very luxurious time where we don't have to participate in anything that we don't want to participate in. We can sit back and judge others other, others for the things they do without having to be a part of any solutions. We should enjoy this. There is an idea of a show. A working concept. A finished product. This is the beginning. Perhaps of something great. But until we reach that goal, this is simply a big, bogus podcast. (laughs) 
it's a really fucking hilarious idea to think that if we take a microscope or some kind of, you know, observational device and look at a colony of ants, well, we find ants that just bum around and do nothing. Ants just sitting around watching other ants work and, and, and just like, you know, be judgmental about, oh, well, the way you're doing that, oh, wow, you know, it's a luxury that is uniquely human, I think. Well, I'm not sure, but, you know, I think, whatever.